Boris Tratakos, ex expert in respiratory medicine in the first pulmonary medicine department of National and Kapodistrian University of Athens, about one of his last articles, Survival and Quality of Life Benefit after Endoscopic Management of Malignant Central Airway Obstruction, a research paper published a couple of years ago in the Journal of Cancer. The article has a clear message about collaboration between colleagues in patient's care. In the usual practice, a patient is referred to an oncologist when malignant disease is diagnosed, but in many cases this referral is a one-way street and the management is almost 100% done by the oncologist. Patients with central airway obstruction have the possibility of receiving endoscopic treatment, and this article shows clear benefit when this kind of intervention is performed. And adding to this maybe predictable result, Dr. Stratakos' research showed some very interesting data about patients with better performance status and less symptoms. They seem to have a shorter survival period than patients with worse performance status, but that still underwent the intervention. Dr. Stratakos kindly took some time off his schedule to discuss these results and the current situation in this scenario. interview Dr. Grigori Stratakos. Thank you very much for your collaboration. We'll talk a little about uh, his article, Survival and Quality of Life uh, After Endoscopic Management of Malignant Central Airway Obstruction. Uh, maybe we can start by addressing um, the, the, the main issue that you, you saw in patients, you saw uh, at your center, and you tried to um, give a solution, give uh, some kind of, of benefit to the patient and that finally gave you the idea to, to do this, this kind of research. Thank you. Thank you for this uh, invitation and for the opportunity to talk about this work. The truth is that um, for many years I was observing my lung cancer patients and um, I was showing the impact the international procedures had uh, on them when we could uh, debulk their main airways and uh, put in stents or um, regain patency of the main airways. And I, I was observing the, the increase of their survival and the increase of their quality of life. But uh, when I went to the literature, there was nothing to support this uh, observation. Uh, there were no uh, survival, of benef survival benefit um, studies. And uh, there were only very few studies uh, talking on the benefit of uh, quality of life and of functional capacity, but not real survival benefits. So uh, I'll try to, to, to um, start with this job, this uh, study, and um, we, we tried to find the patients. And uh, the major problem we had to overcome was the control group, because of course it is unethical to have a control group which we will not uh, address the interventional techniques for an obstructed uh, central airway. Mm -hmm. But since the, the oncologists in my country, in Greece, uh, very rarely uh, were referring patients to me, they, the, 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 the control group was there, was live. And uh, what I did is uh, I tried to, to approach the oncologist, uh, ask them for patients, ask them to cancel the patients for uh, uh, interventional 
techniques and the interventional bronchoscopy. And uh, I only used as a control group the patients who denied, who declined the bronchoscopy after their counseling, after the oncologist's counseling. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are the results that you, that you found here with the... Well, uh, the, the results were amazing in terms that the comparison was amazing. I mean, the results were those that I would have attended uh, from my experience. So we had a, an immediate uh, improvement of dyspnea and quality of life. We used an evaluated uh, quality of life assessment, which is the ORTC. It's a very well-known um, quality of life questionnaire focused to lung cancer. So there was a, an immediate improvement in that. There was an immediate uh, improvement in dyspnea feeling uh, by MMRC score. And uh, this was something which was uh, sustainable. It stayed like that in a, in, a, in a very good level up at least the ninth month. On the ninth month, we had some relapse of, re of stenosis in the central airways, and we saw again the patients with uh, dyspnea and uh, decreased quality of life, so we had to re-intervene. So we, we did a second intervention in those uh, in which uh, we had the indication. And uh, then afterwards, we had again the same improvement we noticed in the first month. So we could follow, follow the patients every month up to the end. And uh, that was, okay, that was the first uh, observation, improvement in quality of life and discipline. What we didn't think that we would find so, so, so impressive was the comparison between them and the control group. We had 12 patients, we had uh, 36 patients uh, with, uh, in, in whom we did intervention, and we have only 12 patients uh, in, uh, who declined, so one-third. Uh, and uh, these patients had uh, deteriorated, although they were better in the beginning, and I speculate that one of the reasons they declined is that they felt better, they had less dyspnea, they had uh, um, less uh, COPD um, symptoms and gravity, they had a little slightly better functional PFTs, pulmonary function tests, <laughs> and I, I presume that that was uh, one of the reasons why they declined. And uh, although they declined we, uh, and they were better in the beginning, we found that they were getting worse and worse. So uh, if you look to, uh, at, the, at this um, publication, you will see the uh, graphs showing the deterioration. We, we will attach the graphs so, so, so you can see them. Yeah. And, uh, and finally, the survival uh, was much less. The mean uh, survival for the control group was uh, something like uh, four to eight months, uh, while uh, for, the, uh, uh, for the group of intervention was uh, from eight to uh, 14 months. So it was a great difference in survival and, of course, in quality of life. Because that, that's the important thing for the lung cancer patient with central airway involvement, it's not only to prolong their life, it's also to give them a life that is meaningful and uh, of, uh, of a quality to live. Yeah, that's also the difference when, when you were talking about reintervening the, the patients that you had previously intervened, you were talking about nine months. That's already the, 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 a good survival yeah. for, for this group of patients. So, you know, we followed some patients, of course, not all of them, but some patients, we were followed them up to the 18th month, yeah. so they had as much after. Yeah. 
What's your experience with this paper, with this uh, kind of, of procedure, and either in your hospital or, or at international level, if you're, if you're seeing any changes? I think that one of the major problems is that oncologists who very often deal with these patients and uh, man manage these patients are not aware of the possibilities uh, we can offer with interventional procedures. And uh, since this awareness um, has increased during the last years, I think that now uh, more and more oncologists, of course in my country and in, uh, in my institution, but I think in general are aware of uh, the, what we can offer and they tend to, to see uh, interventional bronchoscopy as an equal player in the management of uh, the lung cancer patient. So uh, in my view, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and um, uh, interventional bronchoscopy are equally important in the palliative care of uh, lung cancer patients. And we should remember that oncology itself is also palliative. I mean, it's not less palliative than interventional pulmonology. Uh, if we think that uh, the curative uh, treatment for lung cancer is only in the first stage if we uh, radically reject the lung, uh, the, 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 the lesion. So uh, since we cannot do that, whatever we offer the patient is palliative, and we are aiming to increase the survival, but also retain uh, a good quality of life throughout. Were there any serious adverse effects that you can mention or do you think it's a relatively safe procedure to perform in, in this group of patients? Well, this was the main preoccupation before starting because, you know, uh, nowadays that um, there are nations in, in Europe where patients can have the right to uh, end their life prematurely if uh, they decide that we can uh, not offer them something that will uh, help them live uh, with the quality. So we have to, 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 to inform them not only on the survival but also on the quality of life and on the possible complications uh, they might have. And um, uh, it's true that uh, we didn't have major complications and uh, we would, uh, that's why the quality of life has been staying so high throughout the period of, uh, of um, observation. Um, and uh, otherwise, if the patient had the problems, the quality of life would be less. But what we found is that we can retain high quality of life, except one or two cases in which we realized that we intervened very late and uh, there were patients already debilitated uh, and uh, with a respiratory insufficiency, um, with a very long-standing atelectasis of the lung, with long-standing um, uh, cachexia uh, from malignancy. So there were end-stage patients and uh, we involved some of these patients uh, and uh, of course we had some uh, early deaths after intervention, but we realized that in order to have this good result, we presented in our study, we need to intervene early enough in the course of the disease. That's why we should uh, be part of the multidisciplinary uh, yeah. approach of these patients, uh, equally there with the radiologists and the surgeons and the oncologists, in order to offer our, our intervention as early enough as possible and to combine with the, all the other means. If we do that, then the complications are much less. If you intervene in a very um, uh, very severely impatient, then of course complications will be more and bleeding will be more and uh, uh, the benefit will be less. So maybe the 12 patients that declined the, the intervention might have been a nice group to analyze, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that now, 
I couldn't, I, w I wouldn't be able to repeat this study because now uh, I, I don't think that uh, I would find patients to decline yeah. after this yeah. study. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank Dr. you very Dr. much. Dr. 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 Thank you for your collaboration.